Welcome to the Future Food Citizenship Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie. And I'm Sinead. Join us in conversations with the changemakers shaping a new, fairer food system. There's no doubt we need more vegetable producers in Ireland. So we spoke to Jason Horner from the OGI about the Future Growers Internship Program and how we can get more growers into growing healthy food for local communities. My name is uh, Jason Horner. Um, I'm an organic grower in County Clare um, of English origin. Came to Ireland in 87 uh, and I was working as a chef in a restaurant in Cork City. So I have a background in food all that way back. And um, from from there, got interested in growing. Had a small garden behind the house I was living in in Kerry. And as I gradually got less interested in cooking, got more interested in, in growing vegetables and decided that it was a good idea to have a, a go at making it commercially. Um, this goes back to 1992, I think. And uh, I did a, a start your own business course in Dublin through FORCE, three month course, which was kind of very basic, but kind of gave me a bit of an idea about business. And um, I worked on a farm in Wicklow, a biodynamic farm for three months, just to get an, a sense of, you know, whether I was really cut out for it and whether I really wanted to do it. And from there, um, the following year, I, I rented a piece, of, a small piece of land with a polytunnel. And after that, I rented about half an acre with a polytunnel and I was crop sharing with a friend of mine. So it all went from there, basically. Wow. Uh, that was in Kerry. Yeah, and then, in 97, we bought a piece of land and a house in County Clare, and we're farming here since then, like, so, yeah, a lot of water on the bridge. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's a lot of story to shorten into, yeah. <laughs> into, yeah. like, into a minute presentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's, that's the nuts and bolts of it, I mean, um, so, yeah, how I got into growing was, uh, it was, a farmer who was supplying the hotel I was working in, um, who is still a grower down in Kerry, Billy Clifford. Mm. Some of you might know him. And um, he was supplying Jersey cows uh, yogurt to the hotel and a few bits of veg and bits and bobs. And I, and I got friendly with him and I ended up working bits and bobs with him and crop sharing with him. And... Um, yeah, and then then went out on my own as well. Like so, it was it was for me. It was all about the the taste of food, really. Like um, because I was a chef, and I suppose really with my you know early late late eighties, early nineties, I'd never heard of organic food before, but I could tell there was a difference in the taste. Like, and and you know a lot of people have asked me since like, oh, did you get in it from a health angle and all that kind of thing? But no, it was. It was, it was all about the, the, the quality of the food, really, the taste. That's a, an interesting yeah. way to come into the growing field, having yeah. come from a chef. And did yeah. you did you grow yeah. up on a farm, Jason? Or no, no. Yeah. I mean, my dad my dad would have kept a garden um, at home, but he worked in an office. Yeah. And actually, my parents' house is called Well Farm, but mm. it was a farm <laughs> years and years ago, like it was in yeah. the middle of a village. And so there was a very small garden with it, like, you know. 
Um, but no, I, I mean, I'm from a rural background and I picked spuds as a kid and that kind of stuff like, but um, yeah, never, never really had any farming. We did, you know, we brought in hay with the, with friends of ours and rode motorbikes on their land and shot air guns and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, no, never did any farming of, of my own before then, like. Yeah, fair play. So, it was a big jump yeah. as well to go like from, you know, a kind of secure job as a chef really into starting out on your own and as a grower, like. Yeah, I mean, in those days, everyone thought I was mad and everyone said, like, you know, you, you won't do it, like, you know, it's not mm. going to work. But I kind of, I kind of felt that you could make it work, all right, and even on a small scale, like, and I suppose it depend, depended on your lifestyle then, like, you know, I mean, you were never going to make a lot of money, but, but if that's what you kind of enjoy doing, like, you know. Yeah. Um, I like so, that. I yeah, think which, the lifestyle is a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, you can you can ship a few grand a year for for having that lifestyle, but like being your own boss and working outside and you know, yeah, choosing when you do things and when you don't do things or what you do and what you don't do, it's a big thing. Like, mm. yeah, there's a lot to be said for well, it. Of course, yeah, there's other days yeah. where the headaches are make you think well, twice. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that you know that makes you makes you a person as well, doesn't it? Like you know, I mean. That's it. Kind of, I've done bits of work for other people over the years, and I've always struggled <laughs> to take, you know, to have to fill in forms for people, and you know, I've done teaching and stuff like that. Mm. It's, I can do it, but I don't really enjoy it, like you know. So yeah, it's being your own man, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to be said for it. And then, Jason, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about the OGI, the Small Growers Network, how yeah. all that came to be? Okay, so um, we're going back 10 years now. So what would it be, 2008? Um, back end of 2008, I'd become aware of a group in the UK called the Organic Growers Alliance who were kind of representing growers, and they, they came about because they felt, you know, if growers didn't speak for themselves and if nobody spoke for growers, then the whole thing would just go by the wayside in many ways. And and the same thing was happening in Ireland, I felt. Um, and, w and I met with some other people on a farm walk and they said, like, you know, why don't we try and do something similar to the Organic Growers Alliance? Like, So, yeah, we were basically looking to develop our sector, represent our sector, um, you know, educate growers bringing new blood those were those were kind of the main mission statements and um so yeah we, we set up a committee and basically just started having farm walks actually that's how it really got going like so for the first five years we did five farm walks every summer on an evening from like six to eight and just got growers meeting together and getting to know each other and, and we took it from there like you know mm. we'd organize an odd conference and various workshops outside of that. Uh, we did a couple of trips to the UK. We had meetings with ministers on various action plans and we imported to action plans and we just did what we could basically. Like um, There was a core group of about four or five of us over the years. And um, then five years ago, I suppose 2013, 
we we found out that there was money available for well there was money available that the department had and we we should be putting a plan together or a proposal to to try and get some of this money for uh, workshops and that kind of thing and and as an afterthought we put in a proposal for um, an internship um, that was probably in November I think or something like that and then we forgot about it and following March the department came to us and said can you run with this like, <laughs> and we were like, "Oh yeah, God, how do we do this?" And now, we, you know, it's, we hadn't we hadn't expected it to to come up, and we wanted to get it going that year. But so basically, I took it on, and um, we we stole most of the soil associations' uh, future growers um, <laughs> syllabus, and we got four growers on four different farms that year, and that was the start of it. Like, so basically, we. We've been running since then. Um, Noel Clinton took on the coordinator coordinator's job this year. And um, I think three years ago, we started this small growers network alongside the internship as a kind of halfway house. So the idea for the internship was that it would be um, stepping stone from like college uh, level five and level six courses uh, for anybody who wanted to really give it a go, like six months on a farm with, with a structured training program, they would be able to find out really what they cut out for it, like a bit like I did in 92 myself. Like. And um, and then we realized that there was also a gap then for like from doing the internship, you know, what was the next stepping stone for people if they wanted to go into business themselves. So we set, we set up a small growers network um, which was basically a field school, traveling around different farms, um, some pe- visiting farms where people had just started, and also visiting established farms. And we do we're doing seven farms a year, uh, seven farm walks a year with two farms a day, like you know, spread out over the summer. And that's been very successful as well. And I mean, the problem being that that's been so successful that now we've kind of run out of uh, people who want to. Uh, to get involved in in many ways, like I mean, last year we were struggling to get numbers for it in, in some ways, like because the, we haven't we haven't been attracting new entrants, and all the people who were doing it have, have have moved on and got busy with their own their own businesses. So in a way, it's kind of been a success, so much of a success that it's written itself out. <laughs> <laughs> but we're hoping we're hoping that next year it'll continue as well, like you know, uh, maybe in a reduced format, but uh, we'll we'll try and keep it going anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. that's basically where the the OGI and the Small Growers Network is. That's at. really wonderful. I think the the success um, is is due that you are filling a a gap really that that is there in the Irish yeah. education landscape for organic growing and that yeah until now there was just no possibility really for people to no to, to get practical experience well, like this or not much. Um, yeah, I mean. Like when I started, there was absolutely nothing, and then what you got was a proliferation of like um, basic courses mm. uh, around the country in colleges further ed and 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 even ITs and stuff like that. But there were, and then you had Drum Carla her and um, and you had Jim Cronin's course, but there was nothing outside of that. Like you know, there was nothing to kind of move on if you really wanted to do it commercially. Like you know, so we kind of felt. If we were going to promote the sector and, and 
and grow the sector that we had to start from the bottom and actually grow growers like you know yes so that that's that's how it came about and i mean it's been great like because i think we're up to like 36 people have done it now um 11 this year and 25 in the last four years before that so like and a lot of them have stayed in the sector like i mean it's hard to keep track on everyone but i know i know quite a few people who've started jobs uh, working for other growers and there's a good few people who started their own businesses as well like so it's it's been great really like um and it's you know it's totally counter to what the government wants to do the government wants to promote bigger growers to get bigger like but i mm. mean there's only so many guys who can get bigger like that's it we kind of feel that you get a lot more small growers in and and you know maybe out of 10 small growers maybe one will get to be a bigger grower like you know but, yeah. i mean that's not necessarily the the objective like it's just to get people going really like and there's such a demand also from from the consumer side really for for locally grown foods and so there is definitely a space for more growers like oh i think oh yeah i mean yeah i mean in in many ways what's hampering the sector at the moment is that we there's not enough growers to to make it like like a critical mass to to become a cooperative or something like Mm. that you know Mm. so we can't really move on to the next level because there's just not enough of us like Mm. Um, it's there's obviously a lot more than there was 20 years ago, but um, yeah, we could we could probably double the size of the sector, and still there would still be a big enough market for everybody. Like, and, and I think there is, you know, in the last couple of years, there's a huge, huge, huge increase in demand for organic food. Like, I'm seeing it through my market stall for sure. Like, you know, so, well, there has like yeah, and and. and the majority of that's imported, which is yep. you know, which is counterproductive, really. Like, yeah, um, it's, it's such you a know, shame. most of it can be grown in this country. Mm. And are you still getting funding? Yeah, so it's on a roll. You know, we never know until sort of November, December whether we've got funding for the following year. But you know, so far, and we haven't heard anything to the contrary. Like, they're happy with what we've done. Like, um, and so yeah, we've no reason to believe that it won't it won't continue but I suppose you're it's always in the back of your mind that you could lose that funding anytime like you know I mean there, there's no signed contract or anything like that it's just you know on a yearly basis and basically we put forward a proposal every year which is basically the same proposal as they got the year before like mm. so that's how it rolls like um, you know the budget might change a bit but I mean it's it's a very it's a very low budget for what's actually being delivered like do you know, I mean, we get. I think the total budget is under twenty five thousand. Like, yeah, so it's, it's for nuts, like, I mean, it, us, like, yeah, yeah, for the quality of of um, of education that they're getting, and mm. you know, the like, if you think that maybe seventy five to eighty five percent of those people are going to stay in the sector, it's it's a fantastic investment, really. Like, and I mean, if you look at a local level six course and say people who are doing maybe a back to work scheme or something like that and the cost to the state of that mm-hmm. and maybe 10 12 people doing it it's four or five times the cost of what our um, budget is like and there's and, and in the end of the day there's no guarantee that any of those people will actually end up working on yeah. on account of the education that they had like well that's or, it i think not... the way you do it it's it's great because i think with farming like you can you know I love reading books and I'm always learning something new from books, but there's only, that can only take you so far. I, I think with farming, it has yeah. to be practical. 
you know you really have to throw yeah. yourself into it to see you know you might love it on paper but then you could be one day out in the field and just be like no i can't do this or you literally go this is my life like this is what i want to do and i think that's the great <laughs> thing about the internship do you know that it gives you that opportunity yeah, it is. there's there's nothing and it's else not like a massive it. commitment no it's, it's not. It's not a massive commitment. Six months of your life to find mm. out whether you know you want to do that for the next what ten, fifteen, twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not much really to ask. Like, so no. yeah, no, it is. It's great. Like, it's a great. It's a great introduction. And you know, I think like the feedback we get from the people that have done it is just amazing. Like, you know, they just love it. Like, you know, so it's great. It's very, it's very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great as well because. Um... I think it's a great opportunity for people who haven't had the opportunity, you know, for, didn't grow up on a farm. So yeah, it's a exactly. great opportunity for people coming out of the cities um, or in small towns to who, yeah. who, who, again, might on paper kind of go, yeah, I'd love to try that out. And they can take on the internship and throw themselves headfirst into it. You know, it's an opportunity that they, they mightn't get at home. Surely, know? yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, it's but I mean, great. really, we could do with like a pass... Um, specifically for urban agriculture as well. Like I see there being a need for that. Oh yeah, um, I agree, something yeah. along the lines. I don't know if you've seen the farm start that Kindling are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In Manchester, like I mean, that, that, that's a that's a great project. Like they have like small starter farms that people can come in and test the products or you know just find out if they're quite out for growing on a small scale. Like and they've got guaranteed markets for the produce. And, brilliant idea like you know I mean something like that could definitely work around Dublin or mm. you know even Limerick Cor- Galway like you know the, that could definitely work like that so you're right there's so actually, much opportunity Chris, yeah Chris Walsh is coming over from Kindling for the Future Growers Conference so it'd be really interesting to to hear what he what they're doing like you know I've been kind of keeping an eye on them for the last few mm. years because I know one of the, I know one of the girls who works there she did the masters that I did in, in Scotland like you know always kept an eye on what they're up to like yeah it'd be interesting i'm looking forward to it. uh mentioning that when is the ogi conference so for any anyone listening that they can make sure they get yeah so i i don't know too much about it because i've been organizing for the last few years <laughs> but Noel's organizing it this year but it's the, i think it's tuesday the 27th of yeah. november yeah so it should be worked out about that in the next couple of weeks anyway like She's re- and um, it'll be close. on the website, so people should be able to find it uh, on the OGI's website. Yeah, no, I, I think the booking will be through Knots, and that's what we usually yes. do. Like, so they'll be publicising it as well, and we'll be publicising it. Perfect, perfect. We'll share that, and that's why with our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think that that's pretty much it. Um, so this. Have you got everything? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking. Uh, for the next, when is your um, so the internship is still go ongoing at the minute? So there's some of the guys are finishing yeah. up uh, this month and next month. So That's when right. then is applications going to open for next year's internship? So yeah, like uh, generally we get we should hopefully have word by the time of the future growers seminar. Great. Um, if, whether we've got funding, like that's what we try and do, like because I mean effectively that that event is to promote the following year's internship like so um yeah i mean from then on applications usually run till the end of march like mm-hmm. yeah Great. that's that's the plan like and, and well 
uh, it depends on what the farms are doing, but yeah, like generally try and get the people onto the farms by early April. Like, um, so closing date for applications actually was it was it the end of February even? Like, I forget. It kind of moved a bit. Like, it moved a bit back into the year. So it may, might be closing date end of February on farms, middle of March kind of thing. Like, you know, but there's usually three months when applications are open. Like, Plenty of time um, to still find and, out. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and there might be farms, might be farms who didn't do it this year. I know Clock Jordan are interested in doing it next year, so there might be a few new farms next year as well. Right? So excellent. That'll excellent. be good. So, how many places did yeah. you have then on the internship? Um, well, Noel had eleven this year on about nine, eight farms, I think. So, yeah, some farms are taking two. Um, and then some farms aren't doing it every year. Uh, yeah, it all depends. It depends whether whether people are looking for them next year or what's the story. But generally around 10, 12, I'd say. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. 10 or 12. Yeah. Lucky places. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Thank you, you very much. You're going to be speaking as well, aren't you, future growers? Uh, we are, actually, yes. You've, you've, you've got a slot. Yeah, that's great. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, you're doing you're doing great work. Thanks a million. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sinead also visited Joe and Eva from Glassery Farm to get an idea about their experience with the OGI Future Growth Internship. My name is Joe Riley, and I'm Eva. And we run a horticultural uh, business uh, called Glassery. Uh, we're three years running now. We have three polytunnels and three acres. And we sell at two farmers markets. We sell to Super Value. We sell to some cafes, restaurants, and we do a box tea. Perfect. Joe, how, Joanifa, how did you get involved with the OGI internship? Um, <laughs> How did we get involved with the OGI internship? We How were going to enter? the o we were going to the OGI uh, conferences, and we were we were a part of the small growers group that the OGI GI runs. And Jason Horner there was uh, telling us about the internship. We were aware of uh, someone who had worked in our farm. She had worked in our farm. Who had went on to do the internship. So we were aware of the internship and Jason kind of uh, gave us a little push to <laughs> nudge to, to, that it would be a good thing for us to do. And last year was your first year? Yes, <laughs> uh, last year was the first year we had interns. Um, we, we put our, our information up on the, on the site where you put the information to, for the interns read and apply to the farms. And we had some really good applications. Uh, we didn't expect that we'd take on two, but in the end we said we'll take a gamble and just take two interns on. Um, what was your experience of the internship? Have you, how, because you've had a woofer, sorry, not a woofer, an intern for nine months, six months? We had one for six months and one is still here. Okay. Um, what do you think it brought? What was your someone else if there was another grower out there that wanted that was thinking about this? What would your 
real be each of them about your experience? Uh, it brings, I guess what it brings is a new energy. It attracts people who are interested in specifically what you're doing. And it's not always easy to find that locally um, uh, to, to get someone who, who, who fits that category. Um, you get someone with a new pair of eyes as well. You get someone who looks at your business in a different way that you look and we're always asking our interns to feed back to us and see I think that's what we said at the beginning that that you should bring more change to this firm than we sh that we should if, if with those new eyes um, and we have regular reviews with mm. them where we talk about things that they've noticed or things they want us to improve on because it's their first year having interns and even employing people we're new to that and then we give them feedback as well on things they could work on or new challenges maybe they might like to address um, and what they're doing really well um, and I suppose the other thing is we've had uh, woofers the previous year and while it's the, it has been a great help that you only have them for short periods of time and you find a lot of the times training up someone so when you're training up someone and they're going again there's a lot of time uh, that you don't have maybe gone uh, so like having someone for that long period six months I mean it's up to two years mm. I think that the, the internship can be um, then you're finding you train them up and they're doing this that they're once you've trained them up they're they're good to go for the rest of the internship yeah and are you gonna do it again yeah <laughs> uh yes we're we're looking now for interns for next year we've had a few people approach us already and uh come be show interest in coming and seeing the farm and visiting us and that's what we want is someone who chooses our farm as well as us choosing them like it has to work both ways that they have to feel like we're doing something that they're interested in um it's especially nice if it's something they really want to do because then they get to experience it completely but they're way more involved in the farm as well. Do you know they'll want to take on that that responsibility um, if it's something they're seriously looking at doing in the next few years. So that's a nice nice thing if, with the internship that you might not get if you're looking for a seasonal employee or something. There's more of a kind of um, mutual relationship between the two, you know, like they're gaining something, you're gaining something, and kind of mm -hmm. together you're on a a yeah. path learned particularly because you guys are so new to it as well it's yeah. been great and actually them going on farm walks has been great for us because mm. they've been visiting farms all over Ireland and coming back and telling us okay this farm does this you should look at this and that's great information for us to get quid pro quo yeah <laughs> uh, perfect so any advice to any other growers out there who are thinking about doing the internship recommend them to do it yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I, I guess everyone has to look at their own firm and see what system suits them best and see what, yeah, what, yeah, 
yeah, look at look at your own individual farm and see is it suited. But for us, it definitely it works, and yeah, we're as as Ethan said, we're already on the lookout for next year's intern. That's it for now, folks. Thanks a million for listening. To those of you who produce food, why not join the fair food movement? Get involved, get in touch, join us. And if you're into fair food, then become a supporting member or check out our Patreon page to help us create more content like this. Until next time, eat well, choose fair.